What's going on out there, everyone? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the latest installment of the Man Cave Huddle. I am your host, Greg, as we embark on another week of wonderful football weekend. This weekend is the epic jump starter situation. It's a problem every weekend weekend because now not only do you have football on Thursday night, college football on Friday night, college all day Saturday, NFL all day Sunday, Monday night football. Whoo! I mean, all you get is just a Tuesday and Wednesday off and we right back at it, baby. So um, in saying that, this is the kickoff to NFL this season. I know last year I did some previews to NFL, but this year I want to do something different. On Tuesdays, I will be giving a recap of what happened and the key things that transpired over the weekend for me. You know, I'm not going to go through every game and give you the stats and the details. It's just like, yo, look. Um, yeah, Tom Brady threw for 500 yards and five touchdowns. Let's talk about that and nothing else. Stuff like that. But the reason for this episode, as you know, it's week two in the league where now they can actually play for NIL pay. We're talking about college football, everybody. It is week two. And if you don't have anything better else to do on this weekend, I got you. I got you. I got you on the games that you need to watch. Let's get it started. I'm not going to sit here and peanut butter and jelly your time. We're going to go with the unranked uh, South Carolina Gamecocks at the Arkansas Razorbacks. In this game, the Arkansas Razorbacks are by the gambling folks out there. They are a minus eight. They are predicted to win this game. Uh, It's going to take place on ESPN. Obviously, all these games are taking place on Saturday, so I'm not going to tell you the day every game. But it's going to take place on ESPN at 12 noon at Reynolds Razorback Stadium in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Now, when you talk about South Carolina and the Gamecocks and the SEC, they're not always towards the top, but they produce NFL talent. They're a solid team. They're just that middle-of-the-pack team in the SEC. I mean, it's tough. You have to get past Texas A&M. You have to get past uh, Georgia, and you have to get past Alabama. So to say South Carolina being unranked as a bad team is not true. It's just that when playing in the SEC, it's just different. And they come in with the transfer quarterback, Spencer Rattler. The Rattler. Uh, He went to Oklahoma. Um, He transferred from Oklahoma once he got dethroned as a starter for Caleb Williams. And I guess he kind of heard what was happening when Lincoln Riley left, and so did Caleb Williams to go to USC. We'll get to that game later. But my point is is that uh, Rattler was a very highly tied quarterback coming out of high school. Uh, Lincoln Riley had high praises for him uh, playing in the SEC. A lot of people felt that he walked away from a challenge at Oklahoma, and I think he didn't do that because he stepped into a better playing situation in South Carolina in terms of the conference that he's playing in. And I think what he wanted to do is uh, improve on his draft stock, improve that he could play at the next level. He's a junior, so he has one more year of eligibility if he wants to come back. But if he shows up and blow up this year, I mean, you know, he's going to go. 
And, you know, he they're one to know. And he was off to a good start with 227 yards and a touchdown in game one. So if he could continue that with the talent that they have on South Carolina, I mean, it may not be, how should I say, everybody knows and it's, it's household names, but it's the SEC. So you know they got players. And speaking of uh, players, let's talk about the Razorbacks of Arkansas. Um, you know, you got a junior quarterback here in K.J. Jefferson. He's one of the most dynamic college quarterbacks in college right now. I mean, this dude, last week, game one, he threw for 223 yards and three touchdowns, rushed for 62 yards, and added another rush TD. I mean, this team is loaded with talent, is Arkansas. They have a senior linebacker in Bumper Pool who he had 13 tackles in game one. That was his 18th career double-digit game with 10 tackles or more. Okay? 18th career double-digit game with 10 tackles or more. Man. Arkansas, they come in um, a good team as well. They have a good quarterback, a little bit more dynamic than Spencer Rattler. But I think it's going to come down to can Spencer Rattler get past this defense? I think that the defense that Arkansas brings to the table will stand tall. This is at Arkansas. I'm taking Arkansas with the minus eight. I think they win by a touchdown in this game. Next up, let's go with the 24th ranked Tennessee Volunteers at the 17th ranked Pitt Panthers. The Volunteers are picked to win this game with a plus six. It's going to take place on ABC at 3.30 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at Evershore Stadium. I know I messed that up, but I'm sorry. So um, as far as Tennessee, um, this is a, a, a new head coach. Not new in terms of this is the first time he's coaching, but new in that he is a couple years in and the team is really beginning to turn around. His name is Josh Heupel. And in the 14 games that he's coached, at Tennessee, his team is averaging 40.7 points per game. So, you know, he's coming with that offense, you know, led by senior quarterback Hendon Hooker. He has 13 consecutive games with the TD pass. So for Tennessee, it's all about that offense. You got to slow them down because they're going to get it popping. Now, Pitt, that's their calling card, defense. If anybody's watched Pitt Panthers play, Narduzzi, from the beginning of time, it's press man. You know what it is. Two safeties, press man. Or he might drop and blitz from from, from the, 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 the bench. But the point is, you know what it is, and can you get past it? And this is a, a big game for Pitt. Because Pitt, they're hosting an SEC team for the first time. And it's beneficial for Pitt. Because they are familiar with Josh Heupel. And that last year, Pitt went to Tennessee and beat the Volunteers in Tennessee. But prior to Heupel being the head coach of Tennessee, Pitt Panthers played him when he was at UCF. And they were 1-1. One one. So the Pitt D, with it being real, they know this Heupel system. And they know how to stop the hype. This is going to be a good game. Oh, man. You know... They got that new quarterback, Slovis. They got that defense. It's a lot of points that uh, Tennessee scores. I don't know if Pitt can keep up with them, but I do believe that that defense is good and good enough. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh to win this game. 
tight one, but I think they could, um, they're going to take this game. Now let's go towards the west side, the second best side, where we're going to have the USC, the University of Southern California Trojans. They're going to play at the Stanford Cardinals. USC is picked to win this game by eight and a half points. It's going to take place on ABC at 4.30 Pacific time at Stanford Stadium in Palo Alto, California. Now, USC, they've won one in the last five games at Stanford. Now, there's a but, and there's a big but here, pardon the pun. But this was pre-Lincoln Riley, pre-transfer quarterback of Caleb Williams, pre-transfer wide receiver Jordan Addison. Lincoln Riley's calling card is offense. USC, when they've ever been close to the top or when they've ever been championship type of teams, they've always been all about that offense, and this is what Lincoln Riley does. So I think that it's going to be very illuminating to see how fast the Trojan the, the, the Lincoln Riley system has been absorbed into the Trojan culture, you know, because Caleb Williams, he transferred from Oklahoma. And remember, I told you how Spencer Rattler left because Caleb Williams was going to start over him. And then Lincoln Riley left for USC and Caleb Williams said, yo, hold up. Y'all got one more seat on the bus. Let me get on. So he took the bus ride to to California and Caleb Williams is there. Very versatile quarterback, very strong arm. He's one of those, I don't want to say this is who he is, but I could compare him to Russell Wilson and that he has always has his head downfield. He's always looking for the deep shot, but he's such an improviser that you think you have him and whoop, he doesn't move and he's just around you for the first down. And Jordan Addison, great receiver out of uh, Pitt. Transferred to USC, one of the best wide receivers in the country last year. And the fact that he's going to be on USC is only going to have his stock rise even higher. Now, Stanford, they're not the Cardinals that we knew of past, but, but David Shaw is 7-5 and five against the Trojans. Now, this is the 101st meeting and between USC and Stanford. So there's been a lot of history, a lot of blood shed in, his, in, in, in these games Stanford they've won 34 they've lost 63 but like I said they are 7-5 and five under David Shaw he might actually have the blueprint and understand this team better than Lincoln Riley does now granted Lincoln Riley got the new QB and wide receiver but still Shaw understands the roster of the USC Trojans now to me this is going to be a well coached game I respect Lincoln Riley. I think he's a great coach. I respect David Shaw. I think he's a great coach. I think this is going to be a well-coached game, but I think this is going to come down to talent, and I believe that USC has the more talented team. I think they win this in blowout fashion. One of those is probably close mid-third quarter, and then you sit there and flip around other channels, you come back to that game in 20 minutes, and you're like, what the hell? It's a 30-point lead. I can see something like that happen. Now, let's go up to a, a real competitive game here that we have. For me, I think this is uh, probably not the – I would – yeah, I would probably say this is uh, 
USC, Stanford, that's one of my good games, I think, to check out. And I like this game right here, too. I like the uh, number ninth ranked Baylor Bears going up against the number 21 ranked BYU Cougars, who are picked to win this game to pull the upset over the Bay the Baylor Bears by three. It's going to take place on ESPN at 9.15 Central Time at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo, Utah. Now, Baylor, they had one of the best seasons in their team's history last year. They have 23 straight games with a defensive turnover. Okay? When you talk about the Baylor Bears now, we're talking about this D. Last year, and think about this, in this passing era that we have, where you step on the field, you already have 10 points in your pocket. They held every opponent that they played under 30 points. I'm going to say that again. They held every opponent that they played under 30 points. What's the big deal? I'm sure a lot of teams did that. No. There are only one of three teams last year in the nation to do that. So this defense... They've returned some players. They have a first-round caliber draft-type talent on that defensive line. Bear, defense travels. When you play football, defense travels. And BYU, look, man, under the head coach that they currently have, they're 19-5 when they play a ranked team. So they are always and are accustomed to being in this underdog role. Okay? Now, they got a quarterback by the name, a junior quarterback, Jaron Hall, who, look, last year, he, he had 2,583 yards with 20 touchdowns and only 10 starts. So these guys, they are well-versed, and they know how to play as the underdog. But that doesn't mean that you're going to win each and every time you're playing a ranked team. They make it a ball fight. They make it ugly. But this weekend... I'm looking for the Baylor Bears to actually pull the upset on the road. And can you really call it an upset when they're the higher-ranked team? But I have them pulling the upset on the road and defeating the BYU Cougars. So there you have it. Those are the games that I'm thinking, you guys, if you're bored, you got nothing to do. I gave you the network. I gave you the time. And I gave you where they're playing at. I gave you some little nuggets of information. I gave you some rankings. So, look, if you got nothing to do, enjoy the games. Enjoy your weekend. We will talk soon. Um, look, thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.